Welcome to episode 13 of the Busted Buttons video game podcast. Feels so good to be back. We had to take off last week. I had a lot of crazy stuff going on in my life with work, selling my house, and Red, I missed it. Just one week off, but I really missed it. But this week, fuck you Xbox Live Gold. We're going to talk about why I'm so pissed off at them. We're going to talk The Last of Us 2 and some of the spoilers that came out and kind of just our whole like you know opinions on that. We're going to talk about my PC specs. My PC specs, they're causing me some issues, so I got to kind of figure out you know what I'm going to do about that. Um, and I got to scroll yeah. down my outline because, once again, I did not put all the topics of what we're going to talk about <laughs> at the top, which really helps me out while I'm doing the freaking intro. So let me scroll down my notes, see what else we're going to talk about here. Oh, we're going to talk about the best genres to play on PC. We're going to talk yep. about some of our changes in loyalty when it comes to consoles, like, you know, through the years, what have we played and what have we switched to? It's actually kind of, well, at least my part's interesting. Red, I don't even know where you stand on your loyalties. <laughs> and then if we have it's some pretty, time, It's pretty interesting, too, I think. We <laughs> might get into some other things that actually revolve around sports games. But Red, kind of starting off with this whole, um, you know, actually, I'm just going to go right into it. And talk I, like, about- I want to hear what you have <laughs> yeah. against Xbox Live Gold, first of all. <laughs> well, first of all, like, oh, man, I got I was a hoe this week, and I got pimp slapped. Because I, I'm one of the biggest <laughs> bitches in the world, man. Because here I am, you know, I need my Forza fixed. I've not played Forza. Yep. Like, Forza usually releases a game every year. They have Forza Motorsports one year, and then they have uh, Forza Horizon, like, the other year. They kind of switch off years. And in 2019, we did not get a Forza game. Um, I think what I think is they're holding out for the uh, Xbox Series X. Um, I think you know, so too. The, they're waiting for the name to get out of the uh, executive's mouth. You know, that's nah, not good. Yeah. Hey, you know, they're all not going to be home runs. Let's just move on. But yep. um, I've not heard anything in 2020 about the next one either. I not really researched it, but you know, I would have heard something by now. So I had to get my Forza fix, man. And so Forza Five. At one time, when I had Xbox Live Gold, it was a free game. So, you know, I went and got that free game. I installed it. I installed it on my system. (laughs) That game is my game. So, I'm like, okay, I need my Forza fix. There's no new games out. All the other ones, yeah, there's some stuff I can do in them. But, you know, I still kind of want to play a new Forza game. So, I go into Forza 5. I start it up. Blah, blah, blah. You don't have an Xbox Live Gold subscription. You cannot play this game. Well, that's got to be a fucking glitch because right? I <laughs> installed this game on my console. It is my game. So, you know what I do? I try it again. Same thing. Okay, well, there's got to be an update or there's a glitch going on or something. So, try to update. I don't know if I actually had to update, if there was an update available or not. Anyways, yeah. restarted my system, went back into it. Same error message. When looked online, you have to have an Xbox Live Gold subscription if you want to play free games. Fuck you, <laughs> Xbox. And because of that, I bought three months of Xbox Live Gold, which is just fucking stupid. My wife called me out on this one because, out of okay, the one month subscription, $10, that's just a terrible deal. And Red, I'm going to talk the whole podcast, so you can just say I that. was going to say, you, you're doing great. You're doing <laughs> but, great. I'm, um, sitting, I'm sitting here drinking my beer, listening to you rant. I'm entertained, so you but, can But, like, you know, one month, 10 bucks, no. But out of principle, out of the damn principle of the matter, I was not going to pay for a full year because, you know, I actually do kind of agree with them. We'll kind of get into that. I don't have a problem with it now. <laughs> but at the time, I was very, very upset about it. So I yeah. bought three months of uh, Xbox Live Gold just so I can play that game. And then here's where they got me, man. 
Here, well, there it got me once. They got me right there. They got me <laughs> once, and then here's where they got me again. Project Cars 2, another racing game that I've been checking out for a while, was free. So what's going to happen yeah. in three months is I'm going to want to go play Project Cars, Project Cars 2, and I'm not going to be able to because it was a free game. I don't have a subscription anymore. And at that time, I'll say, well, you know, it's really the best idea to go ahead and get the full year. So <laughs> I'll go ahead at that time, and I'll go ahead, and I'll yes. get the full damn year. So through all of this, I end up getting like 15 freaking months of Xbox Live Gold just so I could play Forza Motorsport 5. And wife, I don't need you sitting there saying, well, you should do the yearly one because that's better than the three-month one. I know the fucking numbers. I know which one's a better deal. Uh, it's Project out- Cars 2 got you, though. It suckered you. It's out of principle of the matter. I was not paying a full year. So what I'll do is, is I'll have the three months of it and then I'll pay a full year after that, which is even dumber. So fuck you, Xbox Live Go. <laughs> you win. You got me. Go ahead, Red. Hey, they, they got your money for sure. And I will say I am not a big fan of that process where if you, you got the game while you were paying the subscription, you should be able to play that game any fucking time you want. I, I do not like that model. I get, I understand why they do it. It's a greed thing. It's a loyalty. It's a way to keep you paying. So just like you, let's say down the road, you want to play Forza again. Guess what? You're whipping out that credit card and you're re-upping your subscription. It's, it's a great incentive on Microsoft's part. And Hey, Sony, you're not off the damn hook either because I'm pretty, I'm 90% sure PlayStation plus works the exact same way because it's, uh, it's just, To me, it is a whole issue with digital distribution of games in general. At any time, Xbox or Sony can say, "Uh uh-uh, never mind, you can't play that game now. You bought a license, we are taking that license away. It even let you install the damn game, first of all. That's what blows my mind. I couldn't believe it let you download and install the game and then said, no, you can't play it. Like, that's a double slap in the face. That is a glove slap right to the face. And it's just... Again, I get it from a business perspective. It's a great incentive to keep you paying that monthly or yearly or three-month subscription. But as a consumer, it sucks. I miss just, you know, you go to the store, you buy the game, you own it. In digital distribution, that's just not the way it works. At any time, not that they would because it'd be bad word of mouth, Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo could take your game away. Or take away your right to play it. Steam, yeah, any of these distribution platforms on any console... You bought it digital, they can turn off your license and say you can no longer play this game. I hate that shit. It makes me feel like I don't own the game when you really do and you pay your hard-earned money for it. That's why I still do buy some games physical. A part of it, too, is storage space on something like the Switch at first. Mm -hmm, But but at the end of the day, I'm like, we really don't own these games like we used to. And if, yeah, your subscription lapses for these free games, guess what? Boom. They're gone. You can't play them anymore. And it's frustrating as a consumer. It makes business sense. It makes money for them. I get it. But as a consumer, I'm like, it's not very consumer friendly. I, and you know, here we are bitching about not being able to play a game that was free to begin with. So, I mean, we can only complain so much, but my thought is you paid your subscription that month. You should get to keep whatever games you got that month. You know, I, ugh, you know, so. I'm honestly not, I was mad at first, but I'm honestly not that mad about the free games part. Cause like what you said, it's free. So you're kind of, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's not a subscription. Like, okay. It is a subscription service, but it's not like the ones we've been talking about with like Google suck you in the Xbox games pass <laughs> and PlayStation. Now it's a little bit different model from that, but yeah. after I kind of thought about it. It's free. I don't really mind that much. Okay. Yeah. We're only going to give you these 
it for free if you have this subscription. So I'm cool with that. Like I said, mad at the beginning, not really mad about now. I'm like, whatever, you know, you're getting to me for free. I enjoy that. Yeah. But here's my thing. Like, charge me a dollar then. Charge me a dollar and let it be <laughs> yes. mine. Like, that's what I want. And, you know, that's probably, well, I can tell you that's part of their strategy because it worked with me. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm not buying 12 months. I'm buying 15 months. What they want you yep. to do is they want you to get pissed off and then out of principle not buy it for a full year and then realize you screwed up. And then after that, you buy it for a full year. So, like, this is just genius. I don't know if we're dumb or if it's just genius strategy, but they got something going on that's really good. <laughs> a little bit of both, I'd say. But it is kind of funny you mentioned that it, this, the Xbox Live Gold or the PlayStation Plus isn't like the other subscription-type services we've been talking about here in yeah. the last, well, pretty much since day one of this podcast. But Because the Xbox Live Gold and the PlayStation Plus, you get the, like, you get the free games, a couple of free games every month. You get the discounts on the store, whether it's the you know uh, Microsoft Store or the PlayStation Store. Um, but then the game pass and I believe PlayStation now is kind of PlayStation's equivalent of it. I'm not that familiar with PlayStation now, so I'll let you tackle that. It is, but, but game pass, at least, you know, it actually lets you basically treat it like Netflix of video games. And I love that model. I haven't paid for it yet because there's just not, I my backlog's big enough already. I don't need a Netflix queue of video games sitting there taunting me when I fire up the Xbox. And I don't know about you, but I am tired of subscribing to things. Like, I have so many subscriptions that, like, I'm just kind of to that point. Yeah, it might be beneficial. I might like it. But I'm just dumb because I have too many subscriptions. I have too many things to keep track of. And, you know, just, like, I like to think, okay, I actually think I did look into this. You can actually do it the same way as Xbox Live Gold where you pay, uh, I think you can pay for the, I'm not not 100% sure, but I think you can pay for the whole year or you can pay monthly, um, which that's kind of nice. But it's just that thing going back to it. I got so many damn subscriptions and how's it different from this <laughs> yep. one? And like, you know, we have, well, I have Xbox Live Gold and PlayStation Plus. Do you have either one of them now? I have Xbox Live Gold still because I honestly don't know why. I don't play online multiplayer anymore. We've talked about that on yeah. prior episodes. We don't keep up with the online multiplayer scene anymore. Like I, in the free games every month. Yeah, every now and then there's a gem in there. There's a really good one. But I feel like it's it's been slim pickings here for, I know you were excited by project cars too. Yeah. Um, I think, I think one month, a while back, I got like metal gear solid five, which is a really highly rated game, like triple a game, but the selection just hasn't been there for me. Although I did get uh, assassin's creed syndicate, I believe on there and I dropped a good, you know, yeah. six and uncharted the, that. uh, the collection was on there for yep. free recently. So that was on the PlayStation great plus side. We already had the game, yeah. but you know, still, but go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm, so I don't honestly, the discounts on the store, though, are not just the free games, but the discounts are really good. I will say that it, for both services, it seems like. Um, I don't have PlayStation Plus um, or PlayStation Now, but the Xbox Live Gold, I feel like I've got my money's worth just on the discounts and the free games and everything. Um, PlayStation Plus, I, I might get when the new console comes yeah. out, but, you know, I kind of bought a lot of those big first party exclusive or f- first or third party exclusives that I wanted to with PlayStation right off the bat. And again, the backlog's big enough, yeah. and I'm with you. I'm tired of paying another subscription too, because it's like you think about it, when you're doing your budget for the month, or how you know, how, you know, the next two weeks, however far ahead you budget out, and you're like, okay, here's the bills I know are coming due, and then boom, Netflix subscription, boom, Amazon Prime, boom, ESPN Plus, boom, Xbox Live. I'm like, where the fuck did all my money just go? You forgot the bar in there, Red. How much is the oh, well, bar the, budget? The bar. <laughs> Do you actually keep that, track? Do you actually sit that. there and budget out your bills? Uh, I do my, my recurring bills. Oh, your recurring bills. My, okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. Are you actually I assume all the money? excess 
I just assume all the excess is my bar budget. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the, here's the whole thing. Are you actually saving money? Because you can sit there, okay, this game is usually 60 bucks. Okay, it's $40 off, so I just saved $40. But would you ever spend that $20 in the first place if right. the game wasn't on sale? Like, if you would never saw it, you would have spent $0 on that game. So exactly. are you actually 20 bucks in the hole, or are you 40 bucks ahead? Like, that's the <laughs> yeah, question right there. That's a good right way there. to look at it. And that's some, like, phil- philosophical shit. I don't know. Hell yeah. I, I don't there's know. A lot I, of games, I, there's a lot of games I will not spend 60 bucks on, but if I see it for 20 I'll be like, yeah, I'll give that a shot for oh, yeah. 20 bucks. I, I look at right. saving money because it makes me feel shit. better. Like, I spent 60 bucks or, you know, 25 bucks over three months and then spent 60 yeah. bucks for the full year. God damn it, Xbox <laughs> Live. You got me again. You got me. But, um, uh, like, I just, I forgot where I was going. So, I don't know. Go, go, go with something with what you're going to uh, say. Well, I was just going to kind of say, I mean, we've uh, kind of talking about getting screwed here by, by Microsoft and Xbox. But, you know, the, one of the big news items here the last couple of weeks was another way that gamers do get screwed, yeah. potentially. And that's with spoilers. And for those of you who follow the gaming news, you know we're talking about The Last of Us Part Two. Um, there were some huge leaks uh, recently involving The Last of Us Part Two that had, like, story, cutscenes, you know, all this stuff. For, for a single-player, like, cinematic story-driven experience, like, I... I I do not want to see spoilers. I am now, because I know those are out there in the wild, I am in full on, like, in the dark. Like, if it says anything about Last of Us 2, I'm not clicking on it. I mean, even if it's from websites I trust and generally do a great job of not posting the spoilers, like, I'm I'm afraid now. Because the story really drives games like The Last of Us Part 2. I mean, it's an emotional, like, there's twists, there's turns. It keeps you guessing. It's a strong story. One of the best stories in video games in the original. Agreed. And to me, to spoil that without getting to play it, it straight pisses me off. I mean, I'm like, I, I won't click on them. But just, you can see it randomly on your newsfeed or something yeah. because of algorithms that spit that stuff out. Because it knows you like video games in The Last of Us. So, I I hate spoilers in general. I am very adamantly as a as a player of video games mostly single player story driven games like i do not want spoilers in my shit i want to experience it for myself just like if you're paying to go see a movie or you're watching a tv show like you know game of thrones everyone's like no spoilers no spoilers whatever it's the same way with video games it is no different i do not understand people who are going to play the game and still want to read the spoilers okay if you're not going to play the game i get it whatever read the story beats as someone who wants to play it and experiencing it, remembering how the first game affected me, like as a very great story, I I do not want the experience spoiled. So I, I it pisses me off. I do think spoilers are a bane on not just video games; it's entertainment yeah. industry in general, but video games in particular in this case. So what what do you think about it? I mean, it's gotten worse too as the digital age has gotten you know better and better and oh, expanded yeah. more and more. <laughs> I just okay, I, I hate them. I try not to watch them. But like you said, algorithms can spit things out, like you know, and show them right in front of you. That you, like you can still try to dodge them, but you can't dodge everything. But yeah. I just don't under like you kind of said this. I don't understand why people want to know something. Like why do you want to know so much of the story? Like okay, if you want to know a certain item is in the game, okay, that's cool. Like with oh, yeah. Zelda, okay, you want to know the Master Swords in the game. That's a spoiler. I don't really you know that doesn't bother me too much. But Absolutely. when it comes to the story and everything. Like, I just don't understand why people want these spoilers. Like, what? The, the only thing I can think of is social status. Like, you know something yeah. that maybe other people don't know, but you're ruining the game. And, like, why do you want to do that? 
And like, there's so many yep. people that do it, and that's why these media outlets do it. Like, I understand it gets clicks. And what's the point of Absolutely. running a website? The point of running a website is to get clicks. You throw ads on those pages. The more clicks that go to those pages, the more money you can get from advertising. So that all makes sense. So yep. you're not going to see me get mad like Polygon. or I'm not saying they're the ones posting the spoilers, but I'm just saying these big outlets, IGN, Polygon, yeah. who's ever post, posting the spoilers, Like I don't think you can get mad at them because I understand that's why they're doing it. The problem is the gamer. Like, why are you yeah. so interested in spoilers? Like, for me, it does nothing. It just ruins everything. Like, I want to play the it game. Does. I want to experience it, like, you know, in its full story and not have anything ruined. So, like, what are you getting out of this except social status? So, I mean, w- w- I guess here's my question to you. Like, why do people do it? I have no idea. Like I said, if you're going to play the game, you're planning on playing the game, there's no point. I understand people who who be like, I'm never going to play that game. I want to read what happens. You know, then whatever. I kind of get that. You're not going to play the game. You're not going to pay for it anyway. But if you're going to play it, I don't understand as a gamer why you would want to. I agree on the media outlets. Like you said, IGN, Polygon, every single video game website out there, they want the clicks. Yeah. I, I get it. As a business, I get it. But I, I think that the spoilers in general are bad for the industry. Now, the, this Last of Us Part 2 one is kind of interesting because of the, the, uh, the rumors that have come out about it and the source of the leaks for the spoilers has been, I thought kind of a fascinating story to follow. Um, there were rumors uh, and I, as far as I know, they haven't been substantiated that it was actually a disgruntled employee who leaked the, uh, the information out because they were disgruntled because of all this COVID situation. The game's release got delayed. And a lot of these developers, their uh, employees, their, their bonuses are based on sales. Yeah. And if the game is not out there for sale, they're not getting paid their bonuses. So the rumors that I had read that are out there is that it was a pissed off employee that, you know, they couldn't get their bonuses because they wouldn't release the game because of the COVID stuff. So they put the spoilers out there as a way to force uh, Naughty Dog's hand. Don't be a douchebag. That's my response to that. Don't be a douchebag. There's other people. There's a lot of people out there that are suffering right now and you're bitching because you didn't get a bonus. Well, at least you have a fucking job. So don't be a... Exactly. Now I'm pissed (laughs) off at this guy. Don't be a douchebag. You have a job. There's a lot of other people that don't have a job that are on unemployment that aren't making near as much money and you're just mad. Now, I had not read the story. I'm just going kind of on what you said, but it does make sense that, hey, you didn't get bonuses because you didn't hit sales figures by a certain point. First of all, um, Naughty Dog, adjust your bonus structure for this time. Times are different. Right. Adjust yeah. a little bit and do things a little bit differently during this time because you are delaying a game that wasn't supposed to get delayed and it's only getting delayed because of COVID-19. So adjust what you're yeah. doing. Maybe give it an advance. Maybe give it a bonus. So this is a little bit on you too. Don't piss off your employees. That's a good story here. Right. Like, you know, Don't <laughs> piss off your employees. But this guy, he's got to quit being, or a girl, whichever one it is, he's got to quit being a yeah. douchebag. If it's even true. Yeah, yeah, if it's, yeah, even, if it's true. even true. But you yeah. know what? Sony has come out and said that it's a, a hacker or something. So, but of course, they're going to say that. Yeah. They do not want stories coming out about them denying people their pay or bonuses or whatever. So, I get, I, I, I would love to know which side is right because, you know, we can't substantiate what Sony's saying. We can't substantiate what this random, you know, the rumors are. And of course, Sony's going to come out and say, no, it was not an internal disgruntled employee. Everything's hunky-dory, hakuna matata, blah, blah, you know, everything's great. But uh, so I'm really curious to hear, like, if we ever hear the truth behind it, because, you know, we have Sony's point of view. We have the rumors. Who knows? I don't know which one's true. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, I think, in my opinion, at least, you hear about these spoilers a lot more with consoles than you you do the PC gaming now. I just kind of started my PC gaming. So you can kind of... 
it seems like the spoilers don't happen as much for PC gaming, but maybe there's a whole group of PC gamers where actually, is it worse or is it not as bad? <laughs> uh, I'd say it's just that PC gaming seems a little less popular than Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, the fan base is a little smaller. It's it's still a very rabid fan base. Don't get me wrong. The whole you know you hear the term the PC master race for a reason. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but it just seems like it's a smaller audience and less mainstream. So I just I think the spoilers do still happen, but it's just less popular than Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. So, but that is a a, a good segue though into your PC gaming experiences yeah. that you've been kind of keeping us a live update on here the last month or so. Yeah, I've been talking about here and there. You know, I'm I'm excited. I wasn't excited. You kind of got me back into it a little bit, and now yeah. I'm not you know down, but I'm a little bit oh man. Because, you know, I just, I told you all, first of all, I did not buy, I bought a laptop, and it's not a gaming laptop. I just wanted to wet my beak a little bit, kind of get an idea of how PC gaming would go. Um, You know, and I'm having problems with my frame rate, man. I'm The other day, like, my computer, who knows what it was doing, but it was uploading, you know, it was doing (laughs) updates or something like that. It was running hot. And so my frame rate was, like, around 19 or 20. And let me tell you what, there's a big difference. Like, I can handle 30. Like, there's a lot of games... I believe with games like when you um like uh if you get like a like the PS4 Pro, you usually have a chance like an option of a better resolution or a better frame rate, and your frame rate is usually yeah. thirty or sixty, I believe. Um yes. 30, some games. thirty some frames games. a second, I'm okay with that. But when you get down to twenty, it's a huge difference, man. I mean, oh, it looks yeah. choppy and that's kinda what I'm struggling with right now. I don't mind Dropping the resolution down. I'm at 1080p right now. I think the next option, at least for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, is 900, which I, you know, I'm fine with that. I know there's actually some games yep. that operated below 1080p that were supposed to be, you know, quote unquote HD, which I guess technically 720 is HD. That's where it all started. Technically. But um, you know, so that's just kind of a bummer right now. So I'm gonna kind of look into that, like you know, see if I can fix it. But here's the problem: I am playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. On a computer that's not <laughs> built for gaming. So that's on me, that's too. That's a demanding like, game. Like, that's a demanding yeah, game. Yeah, like, you can't play games like that. So, you know, a little bit of it is on me. So, you know, I'm, I don't think it's going to stop me. Like, it's something that, okay, the resolution I can definitely deal with. The frame yep. rate, a little bit choppy. But, you know, I'm just trying to get that experience, you know, kind of wet my beak. So, I think it's going to be okay. I, I say, I'll try to fix it. Yeah. I'll try to get through it. But a little, a little bit down right now. But we'll push through. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I will say you mentioned like the next step down would be 900p, which I, I assume for you is probably 1440 by nine, depending on the dimensions of your monitor. Um, I gamed on that. My last monitor until I upgraded here just a couple of weeks ago was only a 1440 by nine mm-hmm. monitor. So I was gaming at 900p as well. And I loved it. Like I thought for me, yes, I love the graphics. I love the bells and whistles. I love a beautiful scenery, but I can't tell that much of a difference between 900p and 1080p. I can tell a huge difference between 60 frames a second and 20 yes. frames a yes. second. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I enjoyed playing on 900p because any games I was playing at that point, because you know you have games now that are 4K, as you know, yeah. and it's like you can max out everything if you're playing at something like 900p with a video card that's made to handle something much higher. So me, I'm, I'm excited to be back up to a, I'm on a uh, not quite full 4K monitor now. I think it's a, Ah, uh, shit, I have to look. I don't remember what it is exactly. Uh, I should know this. I just bought yeah, it a couple weeks ago. I was going to say, that was but, new. Uh, yeah, it is. But, like, I'm still not on full 4K. But, again, I still have a, a relatively newer video card that resolution may not be at max, 
but everything else is. And like I said, I will take some of the effects that you get and the stable frame rate over resolution any day of the week. Because t- you're, tw- you're talking 1920 frames per second. That's almost a slideshow. Yeah. Like that is getting it. Plus, it'll, there'll be places where it drops even lower yeah. and it is it is choppy as hell. I'm 100% with you. I would rather have the silky smooth performance with a higher frame rate than to than to make that trade off. So yeah, maybe jack it up while you're at some beautiful vista so you can take a screenshot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then lower it back down. But yeah, when you're running through, there's a lot of action going on or a lot of stuff happening on screen like explosions or weather or whatever, gunfire, you know, not so much in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but in yeah. general. <laughs> um then I would rather have that performance uh over overlooks any day, you know, and and you know, not not everyone has the money to get both. You know, video cards and computers are expensive. This is my question. Like, and you know more about this because you've looked into it. How much would it take to run 60 frames on a 4K monitor? Like, how much, like, I know you got the monitor and everything, but, like, could you estimate, like, how much that would be to actually game in 4K at 60 frames per second? Oh, the video card alone is going to run you four or $500. That's not bad. So, to get there. And that's not counting the rest of the computer that you're building around it. mm -hmm. Because my computer pushes everything at about 14, I think 1440p is what my That's new monitor bad. is. It's like, no, it's beautiful. I love it. Plus, it's just twice the size in general. So I'm liking the screen real estate. But anyway, but like, you know, I I put over 1300, I think, into my computer. And then I've, I've updated the video card every couple of years just to keep up with the times. Yeah. Um, and it's it's expensive. I mean, it really is. It's still cheaper than if you would get these same specs. If you like walked into Best Buy and said, hey, build me a computer that or get me a computer that matches these specs. Yeah. It's still cheaper to build your own, but man, it is a, uh, I can see the appeal in the 4k gaming on consoles. Cause you're talking paying 500 bucks for a console versus paying three times that amount for 4k gaming on a computer. Granted computers do a lot more stuff. You think of all the behind the scenes stuff we do, yeah. the podcast, the videos, the website. Yep. So, I mean, you're, you're using your computer probably more than you use a console. So, I just think they for look a lot cool, man. I see all these things. PC towers, on the internet oh, and they yeah. just look amazing. Now you can just, I mean, you can keep that tower, right? And just like replace parts as you go along. Correct. Yep. That that's what I do. I mean, my towers again, it get something big enough to let you work yeah. in it. Um, cause if you get like a micro case or something, you have to start looking into parts that are kind of specialized for it. Um, and that's why laptop parts are yeah. expensive as hell. Cause it has to be like compartmentalized for a laptop. So no, like, cause I've upgraded my video card in this computer twice. I've added RAM to it. I mean, it's, that's a beautiful thing about having a big PC case. You can pop it open and put in new parts, put in new RAM, put in new hard drives, you know, whatever you want to do short of basically a new motherboard. Yeah. But even that you can keep the case and remove the motherboard and put in a new one. I mean, it's, it's, it's all very standardized now, which I'm a huge fan of. You know, I think that's why I'm going to go. Like, I think I'm going to continue on with PC gaming. But even if I were not yeah. to do that, like, you know, I've always been a big laptop fan. I think my next yeah. computer, I think I am going to get like a big, like a desktop. Uh, I guess I could just call it a desktop, actually. A big desktop yeah. computer because <laughs> we do do like a lot of editing and a lot of other things that do take quite a bit of RAM. And like, you know, just they, they yep. pro- like you need a lot of processing to get them done. And I know you can just do that better with a bigger PC because you have more room to put more powerful stuff into the computer. So like I said, I think my PC gaming will continue. It's just a little bit rough around the edges right now, but I expected that. So, you know, that's on me. I should have looked into a little (laughs) bit more, but I believe that gaming laptops were also pretty expensive and I don't think I was willing to pay the price, but I was not ready to do a PC tower. So, you know what? 
man, we'll figure it out. We'll get through it. I think one day I'm going For to sure. build, build one of those sweet looking neon like computer or computers. Cause those, <laughs> those PC towers with all the circular lights and everything, those things look freaking amazing. But you know what? Kind of yep. talking about specs, like, you know, and PCs, like gaming. There's also, I think, some different genres that could help. Like we said, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Maybe not the best game if you have, like, a like a, a lighter, a lighter a not as powerful computer. But we can also, like, you yeah. know, switch up the genres. It might not take as much processing power. I kind of just want to ask you, what Red, what are some of your favorite genres to play on PC? I think, hands down, the best genre for gaming on PC, where, like, the PC is truly optimized for these kind of games is your strategy games, especially real-time strategies. Like you think of games like StarCraft, the old Warcraft games that were so popular where you build the armies, you build up your base, and you just like rush your opponent and you try to crush them because the mouse is just so perfect for highlighting, like whether it's an army or a building, like the whole point and click of the mouse is perfect for real-time strategy games. I personally suck at them. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I, I can't work as quickly as some of these people do. It blows my mind how good some people are at like StarCraft and games like that. But it doesn't always have to be the real-time strategy because one of the most popular franchises on PC is the Civilization series. And they're up to Civilization 6 now. And that's more of a turn-based. Uh, there is combat, but it's more focused on building up your territory, your cities, yeah. your, you know, your country, whatever you want to call it. And so, again, the point and click, the ability to, like, have all your menu options down at the bottom that you can just click on so easily with a mouse is where that genre really shines uh, on PC. So even though I'm not very good at them, uh, I do enjoy some Civilization games. I don't really necessarily enjoy the real-time strategy games because, like I said, I pretty much suck at them. But it is perfect for the keyboard and mouse combination. And then another big one are the flight games, the well, hold, hold simulation. On a second. I want to ask you, um, you're talking oh, about yeah. the strategy in Civilization VI. Like, how's that different from like a JRPG game? Because it sounds like a JRPG game, but I'm guessing that's not, or is it? No, is not at all. So they're both turn-based. So that is probably where the kind of confusion comes in. Yeah. JRPGs are like the combat is all turn-based. Like we attack, the opponent attacks. We attack, the opponent attacks. Yeah. And they all, they, a lot of them have kind of like that anime art style, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, they're still RPGs. Like, they're not that dissimilar from a Skyrim, The Witcher, whatever, yeah. in terms of it's an RPG storyline. Plus, you have skills, stats, all that stuff. So now, Civilization games, it's all about building up a city. Yeah. So it is still turn-based from the standpoint that, like, your army and your community gets to do all its moves and then the computer or your opponent, whatever, all gets to do their moves. So it's a little less stressful because you're not just you're not frantically trying to do everything at the exact uh-huh. same time your opponent is. Like people can play games of civilization over months because you know you you play whenever you can. You get on there and you do your turn, all your moves, and then it might be a day or two before your opponent gets on there and does it if you guys are playing that way. Now, when you're playing the computer, it's I a little would bit hate that, man, because that's what I hated <laughs> about Animal Crossing was that you did yes. some things and then you literally had to wait to the next day in human time to yep. like see those results. And it drove me nuts <laughs> because I have limited time like, yep. where I can play games. So like yep. when I play them, I want to be able to accomplish tasks, even if it's very small. 
I want to be able to accomplish tasks. And if I need to time skip, let me time skip. Because yes. I can't time skip in my <laughs> fucking life because my kid, I got my kids. I got everything else going on. So when I play a video game, let me get to a certain point. So if yep. I got to see, I already hate this idea because if I got to <laughs> wait for somebody else to get on or make their moves, uh-uh, I'm moving on. I'm doing something else. <laughs> That's why I say if you're playing the computer, it's a lot quicker because they make their yeah. turn really quick. That's what I'll you do. Know. Yeah. Plus, it's I'd rather play the computer than another human. Let's be honest. Yeah, because you suck. Remember <laughs> exactly. So, but then like you, the flight games, the like the flight simulators. You know, Microsoft Flight Simulator has been a popular game. Back in the old days, you had like the X Wing and Tie Fighter games were insanely popular, where you're literally just in the cockpit of a you know a spaceship or a regular you know fighter jet in like the Microsoft games and. It, it's it's really geared towards controlling with a joystick, actually, like an actual, like an arcade style yeah. joystick, not the not the joystick on a Xbox controller, but like an actual like airplane joystick, and like those were used to be a lot more popular uh, than they are now. There's still a good niche market for them, but like that franchise, like because just computers supported the joysticks so much better. I mean, the customization. The really expensive ones had a bunch of buttons you could do. And that whole yeah. X-Wing and TIE Fighter series back in the day were massively popular. Of course, part of it's the Star Wars appeal of you getting to fly an X-Wing around or a TIE Fighter. Definitely. But uh, So that genre is really well suited to it as well. I'm trying to think of... Uh, there's one that's really popular right now, and I I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me, and it's going to bother me. But... <laughs> But then another one, though, that is popular on consoles as well, but a lot of people think that the computers handle them better, is first-person shooters. Yeah. And I just now realized that you actually had that on the outline, and I added it again for no reason. I was going to say something, but I was like, yeah, I'll let them go. I'll I'll throw myself under the bus on that one. I totally skimmed right over that one and went straight to RPGs. Well, I kind of want to go back to simulation for one second. Like, you kind of talked about the flight ones. But, like, okay, I played Animal Crossing. I hate it. So, any of these life simulators... Like Farm yeah. Simulator, which is a console game more, but like Sims or anything like that, I'm probably absolutely going to hate. Yeah. Now, one game that I could see myself get into as far as the simulation genre would be the roller coaster ones, which I believe those are simulation oh. games, aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah, because they're kind of like uh, it's. I think Roller Coaster. Uh, blah, I can't talk now after our breather. The Roller Coaster Tycoon is the really. What are you big talking one. about, Red? This all runs right together. There's no breathers <laughs> in this. <laughs> I don't know. I had a 10 minute breather at the start of this one where you wouldn't shut up. <laughs> 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 but no, uh, like Roller Coaster Tycoon is is a really popular game where it's it's like they took the old Sim City games where you built an entire city, yeah, and had the city running, and they kind of condensed it down to just like designing a theme park, yeah, essentially. And those are those are a lot of fun because, and again, the mouse and keyboard is so much better because of the precision that comes with using the mouse and keyboard and all the menu options you have, you touch touch of a key. You've got a hundred and however many keys on a keyboard to work with and just the precision of laying out like a, a roller coaster track or like I said, with the Sim City, something like that of a whole city, the streets, everything. It just lends itself more to the mouse and keyboard than a joystick. A joystick's just a little tougher like to play these games on a console because it's less precise. You know, with a mouse, you just point and click on whatever you want and it's just, it's a little simpler. But yeah, those kind of games, like you said, the roller coaster tycoons, the uh, there's a train uh, simulator yeah. that's insanely popular. Like I, it has so much. It has like hundreds of dollars worth of DLC because p- there are people out there who love it. Like and why? Like is that, it the views or something or just? Like- I, I don't know what it is, but people love it on Steam. It's always one of the more popular games huh. on there. 
And, uh, and then, like I said, the SimCity games where you lay out an entire city and try to get it running as efficiently as you can. I mean, those are, uh, again, the precision of the mouse uh, really helps with the uh, the simulation type games. And I'm sorry, I did not mean to move on without you oh, there. Oh, that's fine. Well, those are the type of games I need to play instead of Assassin's Creed Odyssey with a computer <laughs> that obviously is not able to handle, yeah. like, you know, high definition, like, you know, in like huge graphics uh, kind of games. Like, you know, play yeah. something like a simulator or something like that. Now, although the strategy games, I think those can be very graphic heavy. So, you know, we'll kind of see. Some of them can because, and also like games like Civilization, uh, because of just how much is going on, yeah. not necessarily on the screen, but the numbers crunching behind the screen. It is, it's not so much a graphically demanding, but the processing power. So a game like Civilization or SimCity, things like that, where there's a lot of number crunching and, yeah. and optimization going on, in the background, that that's where things like your RAM and your CPU more so, I think, than your uh, video card yeah. really do drive it. Because the pure processing power of games of that scale, not in terms of visuals, but just the calculations it's doing behind the scenes are so intense. So, um, so I think you know, I don't think your video card is going to be your uh, your bottleneck yeah. there. <laughs> we'll see. But like you kind of talked about, and I know you've talked about this one. You kind of got into it. That kind of went back a little bit, but first person shooters, I've not played any, but that is probably the next genre. I need to kind of do some Google because Google is good at something. They're good yes. at searching. They're not, not good, good at, at video games, but they are good at searching, but I need to yes, search they are. Google and kind of see what some first person shooters are that are good on PC because that's definitely a genre that I want to try next. And you know, I'm getting that itchy feeling like, you know, it's payday tomorrow. I need to buy something. And I yeah. think if I do some good research tonight, that um you know I can maybe buy a first person shooter game tomorrow, but you kind of talked about some that you liked um you know I'm gonna kind of do some research on my own, see yep. what everybody ranks really highly. But you kind of talked about and I'll let you kind of expand on this um For sure. the mouse like in the aiming in general, I've heard is just better on first person shooters, and is that the reason why you like them so much on the PC? It is. It is just the with the the mouse just feels so much more uh precise. And yep. I know I kind of use that term a lot talking about the strategy and the simulation games, but the precision that comes with the mouse, plus you're not relying on how fast like your uh, X and Y axis sensitivity are set yeah. on, on when you're using a controller, like with a mouse, it, it will move as fast as you move that mouse yep. for, for better or worse. Sometimes if you're really trying to focus in on something, it, it can be a hindrance because any little shake of your hand and it's going to pick that up. But to me, just, the precision and skill some people have on first-person shooters with a mouse is mind-boggling. Like every year, I, or I used to, but I haven't in a couple of years, I used to try to get down to an event called Land War. Yeah. And just watching people playing Counter-Strike in like a tournament setting is unbelievable, the skill these people have with a mouse because they are just flying, like the way they're looking around the screen. It It's enough to almost make you sick if you get motion Definitely. sickness. Because mm, I can see as, that. Yeah, and people like jack up the sensitivity so it can like of their mouse. So it just, it, it's just so much more precise. And I also love it because I actually do like having, uh, the numbers, the number row on a keyboard to mm-hmm. cycle through your weapons. Cause most of them are mapped through like your weapons will be mapped like one through however many weapons yeah. you have, like call of duty games. You only carry a couple. So it'll be like one through four, you know, doom, you can carry like 10 weapons because doom doesn't give a shit about realism. Yeah. That's <laughs> how I like games though, man. Like yes. I love a realistic aspect to it. But yeah. at the same time, I'm okay if it's not realistic. But I gotta admit, man, that's one thing that I am still struggling with is the keyboard. Like you know, yeah. like putting my hands in the proper places 
And then, like, on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like, you got Parian and stuff. So, like, yeah. Parian, which is Q, and that, obviously, you can change it if you want. But it's yeah. Q, and then get my butt, like, my fingers back on the uh, buns to move around. Like, I am still struggling, but I kind of see what you're saying. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's cool that you can hit 1 through 12, or not 1 through 12. How long, or, <laughs> how long <laughs> say my name there. I'll bleep that out in post-production. Um, there we go. <laughs> but how long have you been using a keyboard, and you're sitting here, you know what, I was thinking about the F keys, and not the number oh, keys. Oh, yeah. That's why you I said F12. 1 you through F12. 12. Not, not yep. the number keys. I was definitely talking about the F keys, but <laughs> I do like that concept where, like, um, you know, you kind of go through, and, like, even though you do it, I'm guessing that you still have to look down at the keyboard, but... So looking at yeah. the keyboard for a few seconds to change a weapon, you know, that's one thing that I am excited about with first or with first person shooters and then also PC gaming in general. And I kind of also know some other ones and we won't talk about these too long, but, um, nah. you know, RPGs are kind of great on PC. You got your world of Warcraft, yeah. your Skyrim, your Witcher three, which I believe uh, you play on PC, right? Yep. Oh, loved it again. Just having the number keys to like set like your potions and your signs too was such a clutch thing. And that's why yeah. I like games of like world of Warcraft, which like the massively multiplayer online games are also perfect for, cause you could have 10, 12 sk- uh, skills or spells that you use mm-hmm. regularly and just line them up across the top. So anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Oh, I'll you go. I've been kind of using that for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Now I like they're more kind of like one through four, like they have yeah. bi- abilities and I'm not sure if you can get more abilities as the game goes on, but really as far as number wise, it's just one through four. And then also kind of another great genre on the PC. And these are just ones that we've kind of heard either play. Well, I've not played them because I'm getting yeah. starting PC gaming, but I've kind of heard you talk about, and then I've kind of looked online a little bit. And if anybody's interested in it, like, you know, these are kind of genres that we know that are great. So yep. I guess we're trying to help you out, but for you know, once, I, I we're not really just bitching know. and stuff. We're trying to help. <laughs> yeah. But also adventure games, which, you know what? I put that down. I don't know what the hell adventure games are do you know what they are like yeah like the old school like point and click i mean they're almost more called uh uh uh, shoot uh there's a term for it now where it's almost it's also it's not a lot of action there's not a lot of quote-unquote game to it it's more like point and clicking to solve puzzles like you think back to old old games like a grim fandango was a really popular one back in the day uh some of the old just games like that um i'm totally drawing a blank here but yeah it's it's more like clicking around to solve puzzles. Yeah. Like okay. picking up parts of the environment or tools, whatever, to solve puzzles. Um, so they used to be really popular back in the day. They're getting popular again now because of the, all the indie developers put out a lot of yeah. really good uh, story. Like Gone Home is one of the most popular ones. I've heard uh, about that one. Yeah, here in the last couple of years. Uh, and, and it's just there. I played one called Firewatch not that long ago and really enjoyed it. So there's not that much game to them. It's like, you know, you're doing a little point and click into solve puzzles. I mean, like they're back in the day, they were literally called point and click adventures. So this, this it, podcast it, is an adventure, man. I'll tell you yes. that. But, um, <laughs> and then kind of like the last genre I've heard about is sandbox, which I, I always associate sandbox with open world games. But I don't think I think it's more of the concept like you get this like huge world and you yeah. can do whatever you want to in it. That's that's how I read sandbox games. But, you know, your games like Minecraft. GTA That's a big one. Five, you know, GTA Five is too, and then yeah. Second Life. Those are you know also some great games. So kind of like you know summing up, great genres on PC. We like well, red, once again, yeah. I just started my PC game. We're getting you there. We're getting red you there. likes, and then kind of also talking about in general to help out any new PC gamers. Yeah, simulation, strategy, first person shooters, RPGs, adventures, 
and Sandbox. There's your lesson from the teachers picking <laughs> Red of TGPC Gaming and Busted Buttons. But Red, you know what, man? Once again, every damn podcast, it flies by. You get talking, it just flies by, and it's that time we need to wrap up. So, um, first of all, all these links will be in the description. But if you want to, you can support us on Patreon or PayPal. Uh, Patreon is a monthly thing. Uh, PayPal is kind of just a one-off. So, if you're like, hey, dude, I kind of like you, but I don't really like you a lot, so I just want to give you like a dollar or two. Cool, man. We will take that (laughs) dollar or two. We appreciate it. But you can do that through PayPal. And then, as always, if you can't support us financially, which we're absolutely cool with, completely understand. Rating and review. It's not that hard to click the five stars if you're on Apple Podcasts, which most people are. Um, oh, yeah. You know what? If it's not five stars, just lie. Just lie, <laughs> baby. You can lie. We'll take it. And then we'll we take also it. have some merchandise on our websites, both uh, Zelda on Two Guys Playing Zelda and all video gaming on TGPC Gaming. We may earn a commission on purchases through our links and ready to kind of want to talk about you know our facebook groups youtube discord social media blah 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 yep i mean we're we're all we're all over social media on facebook we have zelda realm of course where we talk specifically about zelda games and we have gaming realm where we talk about games and gaming in general uh, you can find us on youtube again we have two guys playing zelda and tgpz gaming uh, we have a great discord uh, server where we have all kinds of conversations nintendo microsoft sony pc game specific any kind of general gaming topics out there on discord and we're also on uh twitter and instagram as well so be sure to hunt us down and uh thank you all for listening continue staying safe as hopefully we get near the end of this shelter in place in this quarantine and keep on gaming <laughs>